Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. On this week's episode of the Coastal Midweek Podcast, we're going to be hearing from Josh and Andrea Mitchell. Josh is our location pastor here at our Parkland location, and Josh and Andrea have been here at Coastal for a little over seven years now. Josh and Andrea are kind of like spiritual kids for Pastor TJ and I. We love having them on our staff and watching their family grow. Um, Just a little bit about them. They actually met on a college worship team. Shocker. They both have amazing voices and are able to lead in worship and relationships and all kinds of different things. They're incredibly talented people, people that if you know them, you love them. Josh and Andrea have been married 10 years. They're actually, they'll be married 10 years in September and their family just grew to be a family of six. So they now have four children and I can't wait for you guys to hear a little bit about their story, a little bit about the behind the scenes of their life. And so hopefully you guys enjoy getting to know Josh and Andrea a little bit more. Well, welcome back everybody to the Coastal Midweek Podcast. So excited to have you guys tuning in. Well, this week I have Josh and Andrea Mitchell with us. I know you guys are excited to get to know them this week. So welcome guys. Excited for you're here. Yeah. yeah. Glad to be here. Well, I just wanted to ask you guys, because I know so many people have seen this journey play out in your life. You guys have recently adopted two kids. So your family literally grew overnight from two kids to four kids. What has that been like for you guys? You know, everyone says that number three is the hardest threshold. Like one's hard, two, three's like a big level yeah. change. We never had three. We never <laughs> you had just three. Jump yep. straight to four. So we don't know yep. anything about what that's like. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it was, uh, I think some of the things that happened were surprisingly like, wow, this is a lot better than I thought it would be. But I think some of the things were harder, like, you know, going from two to four was obviously a huge jump. There were just more kids running around. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the working through the sibling dynamics and just, you know, these are kids from hard places. Mm -hmm. Um, and so working through their trauma, um, and, and just being there to listen and, and learning much more about them and their story and kind of putting the pieces together has mm-hmm. been has been a journey for sure. From the outside looking in, I think so many people are like, man, it seems like it's just been so seamless and amazing. And these kids just kind of adapted into this family. Has that really been what it's been like? They are very adaptable kids. Yeah. And I think that's an impression that I get just by meeting them initially. Yes. Marshall and Ember, our two biological kids, have uh-huh. had, they're not used to adapting. Right. So that's right. been a challenge, but we have weekly therapy and we've talked about that yes. as a church that we really recommend therapy when necessary and it definitely is necessary yeah. to have someone helping you walk through those mm-hmm. things. We could all use that. For sure. Yeah, uh, definitely they're they're adaptable. And I think us remaining adaptable to how they're reacting to certain situations and and how they're just being like knitted into our family yes. is very unique. And I, and I guess from the outside looking in, if you 
are seeing us on a weekend, you know, we're just kind of rolling through the weekend. Mm -hmm. It's exciting and, and everything's great. Uh, I had, I had somebody comment, wow, it's, it's just so much easier now. Right. <laughs> and I, and, uh, and I kind of jokingly responded, well, was hmm. it easier when you got married? Right. Uh -huh. Was it, was it easier when you took on, you know, that big business endeavor, right? Like it looks from the great outside, from yeah. the outside. And, and so I said, my response to, to that has been, you know, cause I've had people ask that a couple of times. My response has just been, Hey, the, the great things have gotten better and mm -hmm. the hard things are still hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of work. Commitment and does change things. I think mm -hmm. the longevity sure. of a marriage or an adoption mm -hmm. where it's, we're in this for good, right? It creates a stability, mm -hmm. but it also is a lot more time to work mm -hmm. through what might be coming up. Well, and I think, I think that's a good point too, for, for something that's relatable to everybody. When you enter into a commitment, there's good things, there's challenging things. One of the things I think dynamically that you guys have probably experienced, you know, adding kids to your family and then your kids having to adapt to some of that as well is you have so many different personalities, mm -hmm. so many different emotional states. And I'm sure that also takes a toll on you guys emotionally and physically and, you know, all of, all of those types of, of things playing out in your life. What are some of the things that you guys have done in this season just to kind of balance some of those things, even, even kind of learning how to deal with the different kids and even learning about yourself. What have you, you done mm -hmm. in this season to help balance some of those things, I guess. It reminds me of during the 21 days of prayer and fasting, mm -hmm. we had time, Josh and I were basically switching off, going to morning prayer. And one of the days I took out a journal and I wrote down different combinations of our family. Mm -hmm. So Josh and James, yeah. their relationship. Mm -hmm. And I journaled a little bit about that and the specific prayers for that relationship. Mm -hmm. And as I started listing it out, oh, there's a lot of combinations right. with, when you have more people in your family. And so it, every different combination, I wrote down a specific prayer and something that I was really believing and hoping God to work through I in love them. That. But it was it was a long, long list. And mm -hmm. I think it helped me realize there are a lot of new dynamics. Yeah. And we can lift up each of those to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, in each, I think in each family unit, you have that same thing, whether it's adding kids through adoption, yeah. whether it's having biological kids, whether it's entering into a dating relationship or a marriage relationship or yeah. you know, anything like that, recognizing that there are many layers of that that you have to be intentional in. Exactly. You think of marriage and people say, you're marrying the family, <laughs> right? Yeah. So the holiday sure. has new yes. dynamics. Ooh, who, do, yeah. who brings the green bean casserole? And who, <laughs> yeah. Which house are we going to? Those dynamics are not what is right the first page of the book, but you start uncovering. There's many different mm -hmm. things to work through. And I think that's kind of the pleasure of life is, it's not straightforward. There's a lot more to be discovered mm -hmm. along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think re just remaining teachable. Mm -hmm. We use the word teachable a lot in our yep. church. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I was talking with Andrea this morning about how I think a lot of times you have to remember whether you're entering into a relationship. For us, it was, you know, adding children to our family. Um, that first year really, you have to give that first year time mm -hmm. and, and take, <laughs> take stock of like, okay, this is what a year 
kind of looks like. I remember coming to Coastal and, and really having that attitude of, hey, I just need to at least a year, maybe even longer. Yeah, it's so learning. It's mm-hmm. you're learning. Like I think assuming that you don't know mm-hmm. what's coming next mm-hmm. um kind of helps kind of take some of the pressure off. Yep. Um and just, you know, rolling with the punches and and really taking stock of like, okay, I clearly don't know how to handle this. Asking for help has been a mm-hmm. big one. Yes. Like, that's good. Ask for help. Um, you know, our our child our kids therapist um is actually like we're in therapy with her too mm-hmm. because we're just going, Hey, you know our kids the best and you kind of know us yeah a little bit through their eyes. So having the space to have those conversations with her and just ask questions and just be real going, Hey, we, we have no idea how to handle this. Not Mm -hmm. acting like we have all the answers along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think some things that we've done personally for our relationship is just continuing to go on dates. Mm -hmm. Um, and even, you know, I think we think that this, the idea of dating has to be like this very grandiose thing. Mm -hmm. Um, for us, it's just, are we getting quality time? Right. Like Andrea's love yeah. languages are quality time and physical affection. So I love that. He has to be with um, me. Of course you love that feel. as a man. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so that sometimes that looks like we put the kids to bed early. Yeah. Like I think if you're keeping your kids up late, like honestly, I think you're doing them a disservice. Yeah. And I think you're doing your yourself self yeah. a disservice <laughs> your as well. Um, they need rest. We need time together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have pretty packed schedules. Yeah. Uh, so I think for us just realizing, hey, there's got to be an evening or even a couple that we can just go and do mm-hmm. something fun that's mm-hmm. good for our soul. Yep. Um, and that that keeps us, you know, that friendship aspect mm-hmm. of just like, hey, we really enjoy actually spending time together one on one that has nothing to do with kids. Mm-hmm. That's just us just us investing in one another. Yeah. I think it's super important. I think so much of life, whether it's relationships, whether it's our personal life, our God life, our financial life has so much to do with the intention that we put into things. Absolutely. And something that I'm hearing from you guys just kind of maybe under the surface is a little bit is that there's a lot of intention that goes into what you guys do. And while it might be hard and difficult and there's so many different things taking place, the intentionality that you guys use to think through, okay, let me look at each one of these relationships and what these need and how am I looking at my relationship and making sure that I'm setting that up. Because I think we can, we can get so stuck in just kind of rolling through life. Right. Yeah. That we just end up somewhere we never intended to be because we Mm -hmm. haven't been intentional. Right. And And that's just something I hear under the surface with you guys that you've done really, really well. You have to basically keep evaluating along the way rather than autopilot. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, that came out of Andrea's intentionality with, with taking, um, taking each kid and kind of Mm -hmm. putting them together with each different relationship and family dynamic is, is like we recognize that the kids are kind of different when it's just me and Marshall, when right. it's just me yes. and Nevaeh, me and Ember, me yeah, and James. They need like, that. Mm-hmm. They need that. They, you know, I think parents just think, hey, if I get them, if I purchase them something new, mm. man, <laughs> that new thing is is new for a little bit. Yeah. But they actually want a relationship with you. Like having just sitting them down o- over a table at a restaurant mm-hmm. or or 
going and grabbing, you know, Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. Like that, that kind of thing is is you intentionally taking them out of their normal mm-hmm. and making that kind of this this special moment. Those are the moments that I remember with my dad. Like I'll never forget he and I having a very significant conversation at a Mexican restaurant in my small town. Um, I'll never forget that because he took me out of my yes. normal situation. Yep. And we had we had a life giving conversation that was also something I really needed to hear. And I think when they're what we're discovering is when they're kind of around each other, they they distract each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I can get a moment with them and have like a very teachable, intentional yeah. conversation, and not you know, TJ said something very recently that, that really meant a lot to me. I needed to hear it. He said, um, I, I forget how he phrased it, but it was like, when was the last time you enjoyed your kids rather than you worked on your kids? Mm. Like that was so good for me because I feel like I get stuck in these ruts yeah. where I'm trying to father them and give them principles mm-hmm. and discipline and, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I love that kind of stuff, but I also need to recognize like they want time with me. Yep. I need to invest in them and I need to also enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is really important. And I think that stood out to me also because it's something I'm working on. My yeah. mom, I never, ever felt like my mom didn't want us to be there. I, every morning I felt like she enjoyed yeah. being my mom. Mm-hmm. And so I want that for my kids, for them to have a memory of, and I think she liked us <laughs> and, and she loved us, but, yeah. yes. but I think she, I want to find those things where we enjoy as a family or even in in small combinations, like Josh is saying. Yeah. Well, and just like us as adults, like you were saying, Andrea's love language is quality time. There's a lot of people's love language that's quality time. And I think our kids, quality time is that is that one-on-one yeah. time. Sometimes I think kids have just all the love languages. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I There's think so. Like they need a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I'm just interested in in what you guys have to say about this, you know, as as one of the leaders at Coastal. You guys have been here for her, for seven yeah. years. Yeah, a little over years. seven. Yeah. What is your favorite part about Coastal? Wow. That's a big question. I know. I think my answer has been consistent if okay. I if I'm if I'm being honest. Uh, well, I, think, I hope you would be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, just <laughs> just oh, because I think there's so many great things. Um, okay, you know, we answer. we we've stayed. I think that's something. Yes. Um, I think and it when, hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been easy for sure. Um, there have been times in ministry that have been very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and we came from a you know I came from a small town in Arkansas. Andrea came from you know a. A bigger town in Arkansas, and and so, but the Bible Belt, like yes. the Bible Belt. Joshua, yeah. South Florida is very different yes. than Arkansas. Yeah, maybe the South, but it's not the South. Um, <laughs> so I think what has what my favorite thing has been has the staff. Mm-hmm. I think the staff dynamic. I think the staff culture. Yeah, uh, that's something I really, really prayed for was that I could be close to my staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was that was something that I really desired anywhere I went. And, and I just finally found a place where I was like, I wouldn't, I would never leave here. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think when you find a place that's that special, um, that really, you know, you can get kind of caught up in like all the other stuff about an organization, but if your staff is amazing and you're treated well, and like, there's, there's genuine like love and friendship, like I, 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 that's what's made me stay. I agree a hundred percent. I feel like our staff is like 
is top notch. Yeah. The cool thing about our staff. So just a little picture when my parents came to visit, they couldn't figure out who was staff and who was part of the dream team volunteers. Aww. So yeah. it, it does trickle down so yes. strongly. There were people emptying trash cans and my parents assumed they were probably on staff and no, they're, they're dream teamers. Uh -huh. So I think that's, that's Jerry out there picking up the <laughs> yep. lawn. And that's right. I think that's the cool thing is when you have that great staff culture, mm -hmm. it translates into the mm -hmm. bought in hardworking yeah. dream team. And I think that goes to, even if we go back to DNA, you right. know, step one of next steps is DNA and where yep. you learn about the heart and the vision and the mission and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we talk about in DNA is that at Coastal, we don't have membership right? because members have benefits. We actually have ownership and ownership makes you understand that you have responsibilities. Yeah. And I think Commitment. people carry that, just that analogy that you just said of how your parents viewed it, of this person taking out the trash, because we, yep. I feel like you're right. Everybody in our church has a sense of ownership of like, this is not your church. This is my church too. Who's going to pick up that spill? Like yeah. it's me every yes. time. Everybody yes. is feeling, I love seeing that. And I think to me, it's a, oh, I didn't, I didn't just serve last year. Or I checked that box. Mm -hmm. It's ingrained in the, we do this shoulder to shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think here, here's just a good place to, to almost plug serving a little bit, because I yeah. think there's so many people that might be listening to the podcast or just kind of come on the come and go on the weekends. I think one of our greatest strengths of community actually comes through serving. 100%. Definitely. And I see these teams just be so tight knit and be able to build relationships. Yeah. You know, so Josh, you lead next steps. What's yeah. a great way for somebody to come and learn about the different yeah. opportunities? Yeah. So we, we just had dream team this past weekend, you know, that was step it, three, step three. Um, and so one of the things that we've been really focusing on in Dream Team is bringing our kind of either the core leader of that team mm -hmm. or somebody that really represents that team yep. well. And the past, I believe it's the past three times that we've done it this way. We've kind of changed it up a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, you're always pivoting and learning. Um, and and what's pretty incredible in my, my Next Steps teachers actually texted me the last three times and they're like, man, we because they connected with a person. Yes. You got to connect with a person. You can't, you're not going to look at a piece of paper, yeah. look at a bunch of teams and, and go, Oh man, I really want to be on right. that team. Right. You got to meet somebody. Yeah. And I think there's something about being in the room with mm -hmm. a leader and getting to talk with them. Yep. And so what happened is because we made that small change mm -hmm. every, the last three times we've, we've done step three, everyone in the room signed up for a dream team. That's amazing. And I think, it was a small change that we kind of needed to make because we would come out of dream team and go, Oh wow. Like we only had a few people sign up, but it was because they weren't actually meeting a person in the moment. Right. And yep. that's what our church is all about is like community, community. Yes. You need to get connected. And I think when we see people join a team or when we see people get in a connect group um, and, mm -hmm. and really start opening themselves up to yep. very healthy community, yep. uh, that's where we've seen the most life change. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that, that even goes back to our kids, like, man, our kids <laughs> mm -hmm. are so connected and we've found, you know, we found our tribe, like we found yep. our people. Um, and the funny and thing is they, they want to serve at church. Uh -huh. They do. And they yep. have begun serving. Yep. Parking yep. team, first impressions yep. team. 
Yeah. It's awesome. And I think people appreciate walking out there and seeing all the kids and, yeah. you know, so sure. if you're, you're somebody out there and you're listening and you're looking for connection, mm. you, you have walked in and walked out every single week and you want to connect with somebody. I want to encourage you guys to go to next steps and mm-hmm. to learn about our church and find spaces that you can actually connect with a person that can get you in community and involved in the life of our church. We'll just want, we only have a few minutes left. And so I want to ask you guys, we always love to give resources. So I don't know if there's some good things that you guys have read on parenting or relationships, just maybe like a few, you know, like, oh my gosh, transformational kind of thing that you could share with everybody real quick. One of our favorite books is one we've led a connect group a couple of times on before, and it's Francis and Lisa Chan's book, You and Me Forever. Okay. And it's a marriage book, but it's more of a life with God book. Okay. Awesome. We we love that. Okay. We'll we'll put a link to that in our show notes. That's a good one. Yeah. I think um, a book that we're going through right now, specifically um, for like foster care and adoption and Mm -hmm. and kids coming from trauma or hard places or whatever, uh, is The Body Keeps the Score. The body keeps the score. Body keeps it's the score. An intense book. As it is a an intense book. Warning. Sometimes we um, need that. Yeah. But but I think for me and just this the small I'm still going through it. But I think um, it's really helped me understand that like you think oh because I got you know this child very young they're not mm-hmm. going to have really any problems mm-hmm. and that's just really not true. Like when our body experiences something like oh, yeah. not bonding with your you know, the skin to skin contact with mm-hmm. a, a baby to the mom, to the mom, um, you know, that, that development over those, those first five years of life, mm-hmm. um, is really, really important and how that child is developed yeah. or underdeveloped really kind of sets them up for life. Interesting. Um, so that so, book keeps compassion at the forefront. Yeah. I think I was mentioning the other day, sometimes I'm running low on empathy and compassion. Mm-hmm. So that kind of brings it up and gives me more of a holistic picture. That's great. And I think, to some level, all of us have experienced trauma in our life. Absolutely. And so whether it's been intentional or unintentional, yep. I think those things are always helpful to learn and to understand some of yeah. the why we do what we do and, and those yep. types of things. So we're going to link all of that in our show notes. I just want to thank you guys so much for for coming and sharing your wisdom and your insight. We love, love, love having you guys as part of Coastal and our staff. I and love being here. You're never allowed to leave or go anywhere. <laughs> Um, that's or mentioned anything, a lot. Like forever. <laughs> Everybody life, gets nervous okay? when we visit family. Though. I know, right? No, you can't. <laughs> but anyways, thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out. Hopefully you guys are enjoying our podcast during the midweek. So many of you guys have been reaching out, letting us know you're listening. So thank you guys for doing that. Always remember to hit the subscribe button, follow us, take a screenshot, post it on social media. But we will see you guys back here next week. Have an incredible week.